Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Oh. Keep going. <laughs> it's all there. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. It's all part of it. I know. And the beauty of this is like you and I existed or were actually created in this world before the internet, you know? Right. right so right. there's so many things out there that could be true. Maybe they're not true. Maybe people just have to like find out for themselves, right? I mean, you know, we all kind of do. <laughs> we we well, all do. <laughs> Well, let me ask you this. Do you still do films? I haven't. I haven't. Although it's funny because it's been it's been ramped up lately. Girls are like, hey, you want to shoot? You know, you want to get your dick sucked? And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> I don't know. Do I? Uh, I do, actually. <laughs> do I know. No, do I? Right. I mean, there's so many ways to answer that. My My instincts are always like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Why not? But, but I, but open. what'd you say? At least you're open about it. Like you're not being a prude. <laughs> nah, man. You know, I, I enjoy sex. I, sex is one of those things where, you know, it's, it's it, when you have it and when it's good, you know, it kind of, you, 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 you're, you walk around with a, with a, with a different step. You know what I mean? You got different energy. You, you, uh, I don't know what it, why or how it works, but it kind of like, it just, it gets the kinks out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Either that or one person ends up with a restraining order or something. Um, <laughs> right, 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 right. Right, or like phoning someone's wife or boyfriend. Um, yeah, I guess so. Well, what do you think you'd be doing if you didn't even get into adult films? I mean, what else could you have done? Or is this like all you ever saw yourself doing? I mean, I saw myself being involved. I didn't, you know, in the business. I did. I saw myself in the business and luckily there's a lot of things to do in the business. You know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to be in front of the camera. You know, I like being in front of the camera. I don't mind, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera, but I'm, but I'm also like uh, a fan of the, the cinematography, the videography, the editing, the storytelling, the lighting, the sound, the creativity, you know, using your imagination, the wardrobe, you know what I mean? The location, yeah. music. I, I I love all that shit. I like that too, you know? That's kind of fun. Yeah, I remember um, in Brazil, one of Rob Black's like contract guys, Lucky Luciano. Mm -hmm. So he was, <laughs> this is crazy. So he decided to take an injection that the guy I was dating at that time gave him. Right. He passed away, by the way. Um, then, um, Luciano's like there with his erection, like just it's it's there and it's like going on and on and on and you can't do anything. So I was teasing him. I said, stuff, hey, I hope your dick falls off. I was joking when I said that. I didn't literally mean it. Right. So he had to go to the ER room in Brazil. They were all laughing at him and then they had to drain it. Oh, they didn't chop it off. No, I could have done that. Um, <laughs> then it's this whole thing where you have to learn how to work behind the camera. And it seems like you were already prepped to like do either work behind the camera, doing all the fun, creative stuff, 
or being in front of the camera, which you're probably better well suited. Um, did you find it hard? Did you find it difficult at all to break into the adult film business um, being African-American at that time? Or do you think it was a very open business then? Well, luckily, <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily. I, you're right. Luckily, I, I met uh, Ron Hightower. And uh, Ron, Ron Hightower is like a director from like the early 90s from New York. He did a he did a series called Dark Alleys. Right. Yep. <laughs> and it was all it was it was amateur black, all black girls, amateur. But the way Ron shot it, it wasn't very amateur. She he was a professional videographer. I mean, his camera equipment was top of the line, his lighting, location. He wasn't about those cheesy setups. The girls were cute. So for me, when I met him, I kind of feel I filled a need. He needed uh, you know, a, a black performer that, you know, like to perform. And I and for for me, it was like an opportunity to come in and work with somebody who was gonna gave me the work, gave me the room to grow and to and to and, you know make mistakes and learn from them. And uh, for me, so that was luckily I met him and then he kind of opened up the doors and I kind of just found my way. But, I, you know, it's a little easier now. But back at that time, that, that's it just happened that way. And it just it worked out. I think you were the first um, African-American male performer because I knew like Midori and those girls and um, yeah. Monique, the fun bench. I think I, everyone's yeah, like yeah. outgrowing that now, which really sucks. You know, um, I, and clearly you've seen the uh, the whole industry progress into this other thing that is now on the Internet. I mean, people are going to AVN shows online. Do you still go to AVN? And what, how does that feel to be online watching an AVN show? Well, I missed it. And I didn't I, what I learned. I didn't miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> you've seen enough. Yeah. Uh, you know, going AVN was always real special to me because I go there and I get to see friends, meet fans, you know what I mean? And then you made money and networked and you know what I mean? And usually came out of there with more jobs for the year. You came out of there with new contacts, new ideas, you know, it was a good way to reconnect with people. It was like, cause everybody was on different sets and you'd probably cross paths and show up on a set and somebody would be leaving as you're coming. And at AVN, it was good. You guys were going to be there for a few days. And it was it was that interaction and that, you know, I, I love I missed that. I love that part. You know what I mean? So and I, and, and I look forward to that maybe to happen in, in the future. Who knows? But how do I feel about it is I think a lot of cats are missing out. But there's but they're also cost. They're also so accustomed to watching shit online that, you know, they probably don't, you never miss what you, ne you don't miss what you never had, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they never had it, so they don't know what they're missing. But being there and being involved, you know, I miss that part, definitely. I miss a million dollars, but I never had it. But I had it in Monopoly money, I think. You had a million in Monopoly? Are you sure? You probably had way more. I don't know, because I, I was always the banker in Monopoly, because what I do is then I kind of like dip my hand into it and just help myself now and again. Right. What did you do before getting into the adult film business besides school or just being a badass or something? Being a little badass. Yeah. Uh, I, was really, I'm, I still pretty much a badass, but mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I was a, uh, I was a, um, uh, well, I used to deliver furniture. 
to for like people's houses like stupid shit like i used to deliver couches you know into a one-bedroom shack you know it didn't make any sense it was like you know these people buy this shit and they have nowhere to put it uh that was that was my experience with delivering furniture and then i also worked as a forklift driver at, at uh Kmart warehouse. So I was blue collar. I was all blue collar. And then, you know, then porn came along and changed all that. Now did porn find you or did you go out looking for it? Uh, I found it. I was looking for it. And it was like, and it said, and I didn't know it was looking for me too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so we kind of met in the middle. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because it's usually a girl that gets has to get the guy into the business at some point. Like that's the only way they do it. Is that what happened? Like you met a girl who was able to get you into it as well, right. introduce you. It was two things. I mean, those things. <laughs> they, they, Ron, well, Ron had a girlfriend. Oh. Ron, Ron Hightower's girlfriend was her name was Heather Lee. So mm. the, the day that I met Ron, I met Heather. Mm. Heather was the one who suggested just off the whim that. I should be in the business just by looking at me. She said, you should be in the business. So Ron, being the cool the cat that he is, handed me his business card and said, call me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, cool. Walked into the convention because I met everybody in the convention. Walked into the convention, walked around. Heather walks up to me on the low, slides me her phone number. <sighs> Woo! She, said, she says, call me. And I was like, I'll call you. <laughs> yeah. I called, her, I called her first and I ended up hooking up with Heather and Heather, Heather was like, Heather, you know, she just was like, yeah, you should be in business. Wait, 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 wait. Was she in a relationship with this gentleman and then you called her? Well, she was an, she was an actress, you know, Heather is pretty popular. Yeah. At that time she was, you know, she was working her ass off. Literally. And Ron was directing and probably, they were, you know, they're, they're a porn couple. I don't, I don't know if this <laughs> is, is there, any lawyer? Is there like? We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there? I, I I'm pretty sure they were open. <laughs> That's so weird because the only relationship I had in porn was with that guy, this Earl, who who recently Earl passed Silver. away, yeah. who was murdered. Yes. You know, I got dragged into the middle of that by accident. But um, yeah. So I always thought it was a real relationship. But, you know, what did I know? So then I two-timed him with this 25-year-old Playgirl centerfold. And then they found out about each other. So it's like I had to pick or choose one. I should have picked this, uh, uh, the Playgirl guy, which was stupid. I didn't. Um, Playgirl guy. That's his name? That's- you know, I call him Playgirl guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, yeah. the role of Playgirl guy will be played by. To be played by, <laughs> yeah. By, uh, let's see, by Lex Baldwin or something. Um, so... <laughs> And I just gave away who it was. But uh, so it's weird having relationships in that because I speak to people like Lisa Ann and then to the girls. But for a guy, what's it like? I mean, can you have a real relationship or do you get like dirty looks when you come home from cloning someone else? Right. Right. Now, you probably, you know, it's it's from experience. (laughs) (laughs) You you kind of want to you kind of want to. Have an, you want to be open about everything. You really want to be honest about it up front so that there's no surprises. There's no, you know, because I think that's what fucks everybody up. It's like they trust you. They trust you. They're rooting for you. And then they find out something that you never shared with them, never told them. And then all of a sudden they start pulling back that trust and shit and like keep it to myself. So I've been through that. And, 
you know, I've been hurt in the business, outside the business. When you give a fuck, when your feelings are on the line, your feelings are involved, you know, it's tough. It's tough because you want to be, you want to be who you are and you want to be respected and appreciated for who you are, but so does the other person. You know what I mean? Mm. So, so I know, right? (laughs) Some people, some people, I've been with people who are like, they want that, they want it reciprocated. Yeah. You know, so in hindsight, I I would just recommend motherfuckers just be honest. Yeah. So any of you guys looking to like dip into the business, literally just be honest. And maybe you shouldn't be dating a civilian because they really don't get it. I don't know. I dated civilians while I was in the business, which I never should have done because I feel bad about that now. Mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? Hindsight's always whatever. You, you get, well, you've, yeah, you, but you've had you, women are different. Women get to have a whole nother, you know, they get a whole, they get an onslaught of propositions. and. Yeah, but then you also come home to one thing. So let's say you do anal in a scene. Okay, which I was pretty much notorious for. Ouch. Then you come home and then the boyfriend at the time, the playgirl guy, oddly enough, gets mad because you will not let him have anal sex with you. Why? Because I'm not paying you enough. Like, that's the shit you deal with. Right. Yeah, it's a real it's a whole other. Yeah, he, he was such an asshole sometimes, but he was cute. It was OK. Um, you know, you just deal with these ongoing things and then you deal with this whole thing where guys don't know if they're like good enough. Then they have um, performance issues. So it, it's really tough, but you get the propositions and then you get the guys that are the regular guys that want to see you and want to date you. And then they just, it's really, it's a, it's a shit show. <laughs> it's a shit show. It's a fucking shit show. Like how are you supposed to, you know, get your nut, have your orgasm and, you know, love, you know, companionship, a relationship, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, handle your business, you know, express yourself. It's like shit. How do you think you've evolved out of the business? Because I know that you do quite a few different things and you seem really, um, no offense, but you seem very well spoken and too, <laughs> too well put together and smart. So I know you're doing something else. Not uh-huh. drugs either. Nah, I'm a, I'm a book fiend. I do like smoking weed. I don't know. I don't, I don't ever think of it as a drug, but mm. I guess it can be classified as one. Um, I'm a book fiend, but I also like, there's an empathy factor, you know, when you go through shit and you've been through shit, when you've been humbled by things, you know, and then, and sometimes these, no one is, no one's aware of it. It's only you, you know, if you're being honest with yourself, you're like, damn, that was a moment. You know what I mean? Uh, damn, I need to humble myself. I need to, damn, I, you know, if you being honest with yourself, that keeps you grounded. Mm-hmm. You got kids, you got family members that are sick. You got, you know, bills you can't pay, money, you know, friends you got to help out and need your assistance and shit or your guidance. People who got it worse than you, you know what I mean? Or dealing with something that you've already dealt with before and you know how to deal with it, you know how to put help them uh, deal with it. All of those things kind of keep you, you have to be rooted in something. Can't be. I, I've I've been around a lot of motherfuckers who don't give a fuck, yeah. <laughs> and drugs and alcohol usually make it worse. <laughs> I've been around my share, <laughs> and, and you know. It, so I feel like I'm there for a reason. You know, I'm not. I'm not there to make it worse. I'm there to make it better. 
You'd be a good <laughs> preacher, by the way. Like, did you go, what was your, did you get raised religiously? Like, were you going to see pastors every Sunday? Cause I could totally see you as a preacher. I, you know, that's weird. I'm a porn star preacher. <laughs> I'll see him onto something. He's going to be a porn star. Pre- You'd be Let actually. Let me write that down. Let me write that down. No one, nobody else has it. Nobody. I don't think there's not. There's not. There. You know who who went that route? And I respected that. Um, he was with Wicked a lot. He used to do a, a lot Brad? of. Wicked. Not Brad. Alexander's. Nope. Um, had a raspy voice. Would always win acting awards because he was really he went acting awards with a raspy voice um yep. that was definitely a porn award uh let's see it wasn't Brad. who the hell had a raspy voice he uh, i can't think of his name i could see his face but he was heavy he was uh, he was he, fat huh he was no, fat? No, heavy heavy into oh. church uh religion yeah. spirituality herschel savage no i don't think herschel is herschel will, it'll come back to us yeah, it's going to so What did he I'll, try to do? I got to I got to I can see the face. I just got to fucking mind the not mind the name. Mind the name. I'm going to find out. So he was so did he come become like some kind of conservative nut job? I don't know if he's a nut job cuz no one's, you know, it, people well, we are passionate. People get yes. passionate. And um he was very and so I had, you know, there's people who leave our industry and definitely find God and get baptized, get saved. Um, everyone's in a different path. You know what I mean? We're not all like, we're not all in line for the same shit. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Some of us are like, hey, my shit, my calling is over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess, I guess for me, it was like seeing that was that confirmation that there's plenty of people in the business who probably feel strongly one way or the other, maybe a spiritual maybe religion. Um, for me, I, I listen to this preacher like every Sunday and he talks the way he preaches. It's like, it's, it's, he's almost like ed- an educator mm-hmm. he's taking the Bible. He's taking it and he's placing it in a historical context. And then he's telling you how all of those things that were written so long ago, those, those stories, there's a lot of parables and a lot of stories, um, poems and, uh, and, and analogies that are told throughout the Bible that are just stories that have purpose that you can apply those same stories into now. And for me, that's like, it connects the dots. It kind of makes my day make more sense. And so that's where all this comes from. I'm trying <laughs> to find who it is. Cause it's not Brad Armstrong. Rand- it's not- Randy, Spears. Randy Spears. Randy Spears. Oh my God. Randy Spears. So he's a preacher now. I'm not sure if he's a preacher, but he's more on the spiritual side. Yeah, I could see it being a porn star preacher. I really think it's a um, it's a good idea. You could probably have a, spa- a safe space for people to go worship. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, we well, we had the triple the triple X church that was. What? There's the triple X church. They wanted to what they wanted to do, which I thought was bold, was that they would have a booth at the conventions for talent to come. And, you know, you know, uh, they would have these shirts that said, Jesus loves porn stars. Yeah. Uh, the triple X church, you know, at first they used to, used to Ron used to use Ron Jeremy as their, you know, mascot. So mm-hmm. to speak. And, um, 
And so I always would see them at the convention and I always knew that that there that's there in all because, you know, our industry has a lot of shady yeah. spaces. Right. And so it's nice when someone is just out bright and here we are, you know, you don't really know the relationship you're supposed to have with someone until you start to actually have it. You know, you can be, you, can, you know, we can all have the, our, our preconceived notions and our, our, uh, our, uh, assumptions and stuff, but what it actually will be, you won't really know until you actually have it. <laughs> That's <know>? true. <laughs> so I feel like once you give the opportunity for someone to have a relationship, whether it's spiritual or you know religious, then it's it's a, their unique relationship at that point. Do you yeah. like the way the business is now, though, like online with everything? Or do you feel it's like so we just lost that golden era of glam and all the fun and the conventions and parties? Right. You know, I... I miss the parties. I miss the, I miss the party. I mean, I used to have a hell of a... I love the party. That's one of my... I'm pretty good <laughs> at it. I'm a professional partier, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like it because of the, you know... It, I, <sighs> I don't know. It, it probably wouldn't work in the Me Too era, but oh there, god, not, <laughs> it wouldn't work in the Me Too era. But there would always be some kind of sexual energy mm-hmm. that happened at these events. That was always something nice to experience. Just know? be careful; it wouldn't work these days. Even you know, because next thing you know, you'll be like accused of raping someone at a sex party and <laughs> then that's like the next thing and that's the demise and that's the beginning of cancel culture you know it's just i don't think there's been much cancel culture in porn i did want to touch on the topic of august ames did you know august i don't remember um uh, i probably met her but i didn't spend time with her so i don't know her. it was really sad so she um she was a young girl who's doing porn and I'm pausing this to shut these fucking people up. Hold on. I'm going to shut them up. Hold on a second. It's like these people haven't been out in the freaking day before. So August Ames. So she was a performer and was a performer. He got on to, um, I heard that August Ames was a performer and she did not want to perform with a transsexual. This is a few years ago. Right. And a lot of people gave her a problem for that. She ended up killing herself, unfortunately, which is a very dark side of this because uh, she was bullied so much. Um, do you think like in this type of business, I thought I always thought a girl could say no. But has that changed a lot where you have to do this or people are just going to shame you and cancel you? I mean, it's a rough thing that happened. It's it's tough. I mean, there's a there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of um, peer. I don't know if it's peer pressure, mm-hmm. but people in this industry once it becomes a sexual thing it you know people really lean into it you know um because they want to have it they want to experience it they want to see it they want to watch it uh, and so unfortunately i you know a lot of, I, I i know you know being a, a black dude in the business some girls are i'm not sure if they were pressured into interracial or mm-hmm. or they were you know told not to do interracial you know what I mean? On both, uh, that, uh, yeah, that's probably happened. Definitely happened. <laughs> it's happened sides. before. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely happened. And I, I, you know, I, and so, unfortunately, with social media, you know, you get a lot of uh, people are anonymous. You know, they have the the the, the quote and hide behind a you know <laughs> hide behind a computer screen, and so you know you don't know where these people are coming from. They're just talking shit. 
they they hit a nerve, and once they know they hit a nerve, they just can't, they keep hitting it. And um, you know, unfortunately for a lot of females in the business, if there's no buffer, if there's no you know no kind of barrier, somebody to kind of kind of guide them through all of that, it can it can do damage. It can take its toll, you know. And you know, it's it's a fucked up thing that society perpetuates. You know, when they're when they're they think their opinion trumps your own. <laughs> it normally doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's it's it can be just as valid, or you know, it can it can be a, a counterpoint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but not everybody knows that because we're in our our emotions are a part of this process. Our our emotions are involved in this social experiment. You know what I mean? Like we 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 put it out there how we feel, what we think, what we like. And then for someone to either accept it and embrace it, we don't mind that part. You know, we turn that into a, you know, into a loyal fan. <laughs> we turn it into a revenue stream, a revenue stream. But then on the on the flip that comes with it, you get, you know, some people who challenge who you are, who want to test it, you know what I mean, or try to change it, you know, you, you know, and it's 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 not. So you have to, you have to, like I said, you need, there has to be some kind of guidance through all that. Once you realize what it is, a lot of people are just talking shit. Let them talk that shit, ignore it, <laughs> move <Yeah>. on. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to affect you. Uh, don't let it affect you. Um, or if, and if anything, let it motivate you and inspire you, you know, the good and the bad. <laughs> to go you beat know? their ass. <laughs> right, right, right. Take, put it in the ring. You know, go three rounds with them. Who knows? I, I know. I remember, I, you know, here's, here's something. Mm-hmm. You remember, um, uh, um, um, who's the girl that was with Trump in our business, our industry? Um, Stor- uh, Stormy Trump? Daniels? Yeah, Stormy Daniels. Allegedly with Trump. Allegedly. Yeah. Right. Right. But watching her handle her, you know, her defactors right her detractors online social media i was like go ahead girl Mm -hmm. she did not back down man she put them all on spotlight she you know she challenged she gave him the shit right back you know what i mean she gave Mm -hmm. the shit right back to him and and i i sorry i i I got i had to respect that because a lot of girls wouldn't been able to do that they would have had to block their thing they would have deleted their account they just would have disappeared from the face of the earth but she stood up and took it you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it was a big deal that she, you know, what she did, and to do say something so strong, you have to do, you have to either do it yourself or have someone do it for you because that's some serious shit. Yeah, and she was right there handling it. You know, turns out everybody that she was right about everything. You know, and a lot of people were wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, what happened with August Aim and then any other girl that's uh-huh. had the experience of being bullied uh, and peer pressure. You know. And like basically just kind of like unprotected, you know, um, it's, it's tough, you know, we got to, and luckily there's out of, out of, out of those suicides and those deaths and those losses, you know, organizations have stepped up, pineapple, uh, support has popped up, um, uh, APLA, I think, um, adult performers and something or APAC. That's Alana Evans things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. APAC. So, you know, so these, these advocates, you know, speak on their behalf, you know what I mean? And, and try to give the performers the tools and the resources to better protect themselves, to better, under, you know, to better guide them, 
through all the crappy shit that that exists in this industry imagine like we didn't have that we just had that prick face um that looked like goliath from david and goliath what's his name luke ford writing shit wherever he went and like no one would protect us then fast forward to like two years ago showtime does this thing called porndemic okay about the porn business i see sharon fate sharon mitchell like she pops her face up there oh um you know, gangbangs promote very irresponsible, beha- irresponsible behavior. And it was about the Mark Wallace thing. I never worked with him, by the way. And then they show a clip of my gangbang. It's like, what the fuck are you trying to say, lady? And I like butted head, like heads with her quite a bit in the 90s. So I'm like, they either cut it that way or she might have pointed that out. I mean, she'd be lucky if she had 300 people that wanted to fuck her. So that's really, you know, what this comes down to. I got you to laugh. <laughs> That's always a comeback right, whenever right, anyone right. says anything. You'd be lucky if you had one person, let alone 300, <laughs> want to have sex with you. Right. All right. So let me ask you, what, what, yeah, did that, what, how did that, because you were, that was like at that time, that was a, you know, that was very fun. big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And you did walk into it with, you know, a beat positive. Like it wasn't, you weren't dragged into it. You like wanted to. Oh, it was my idea. Right. So where did that come from? Where did that idea come from? <laughs> uh, well, let's see. It was late at night. I had a glass of wine and a candle. No, there was no booze involved. I was just figuring out, you know, um, I just got the surgery done. Brunettes do well in the business. So now, you know, what do I do? Right. And right. then I see um, Annabelle Chung. Oh, Annabelle Chung did. Uh... 250. 250. Okay, okay. I think Ron Jeremy was the last one. And for the record, once again, I did not work with Ron Jeremy. Never did. All right, 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 um, right. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, so I just saw that. Then I just started talking about it. Like usually if you start talking about something, it happens somehow. So I was doing that whole secret thing before millennials caught onto that trend. So what's, I was doing that way before. Doing what? what secret the word? secret thing. I was just talking about it and it happened. I wasn't doing it intentionally. I just talked about it enough on talk shows across America. And then, you know, it catches the ears of people. So at the same time, you sh- people like when you start talking about something, make sure that if it actually happens, <laughs> you can, you know, perform some element of it. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's trouble? three guys, 300, 5,000, I don't know. <laughs> you have any trouble that day where every guy was pretty they were pretty cool. Did you set rules, guidelines? Oh, of course. I don't want anyone freaking touching me you, or kissing did you, me. Did you? Okay, no kissing. No. And no, don't touch me and don't put your finger in me. Um, I just got like over it. Like it was, I don't know what time it was in the middle of the day, but I was just so bored at one point. I'm like, I want to leave. I had to get my nails done. I was meeting friends at the rainbow that night to go out. I missed my <laughs> nail appointment for this shit. So, <laughs> so but you know, at the end of the day, it was worth it because I basically missed my nail appointment to become the voice of shock culture in nineties and to do something so shocking and so much fun and cool that years later, like vice TV puts it on there and dark side of the nineties. Like it opens up the show with me oh, on Springer. Yeah. I had no idea, but I think it's like so cool. And, and you um, know, and you know, you can't be mad at Sharon or Showtime because yeah. it, what you did was, was pop co- was shock culture. Yeah. And, and it was, it was at, like I said, in that era, in that time, it was like, whoa. 
300 guys, like 300. And the fact, I remember seeing the pictures like in AVN, it was like all these dudes standing there with their <laughs> fucking pants gone and their yeah. shirts on. <laughs> <laughs> Some were cute. Yeah. <laughs> Some were cute, huh? <laughs> like with the Showtime thing, it was focusing on the Mark Wallace thing, that Mark Wallace AIDS issue. And that's what really pissed me off because it's like saying that I worked in a gangbang. And at one point she actually wanted me to get up in front of a bunch of stars saying that I didn't have hepatitis or something. I'm like, I wasn't even near any of this. So I'm just being dragged into it. And it's fun. Well, so, I like so, so there was a, I never thought about the health. The health. She had paw. Huh? No, not yeah, paw. No, that was, that was, that uh, was, that Bill was Bill Margo. Uh, whatever she had, I didn't mess with her business at all. I had one, had my own doctors. I went to a real well, doctor. You guys had to go get tested and they all use condoms too, right? When? For the gangbang. That yeah. was John T-Bone, huh? John T-Bone. You know, he died. Yeah. They've all died. Like every guy around me that's been somehow significant in the 90s have all passed away. Well, I hate to break it to you, Jasmine, but people do. <laughs> they do whatever no they don't they live forever like i I, I wish they would but I mean, yeah well, showtime, they i guess they're trying to highlight would. like the really you know um controversial parts of the 90s i don't think we hear much about eight scares anymore in the adult business do you i just heard read something that we were talking about hiv you know i think on one hand the industry doesn't they don't like glorify these things they don't like them making creeping into the news because it affects business you know uh so they they have a tendency to maybe suppress shit you know what i mean um so you know i'm pretty sure it's it's happened i'm pretty sure there's all kind of cross um uh std mixing uh hiv what they call it like in a peachy dish and shit I'm pretty sure there's all kinds of things happening, you know, oh, yeah, unfortunately. Sure. And then you throw in the mix COVID. Now you got COVID in the mix. And as a performer, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a performer right now. There's so much unknown and they require so much more of you. Mm-hmm. you know, give you so much less in re- bat yeah. turn. You know what I mean? You know, we, we, you put yourself out there, you express yourself. It's forever. It's for permanent. You know, the money comes and goes, but the fucking images are forever, you know? I know. It's awesome. I really think it's the best. <laughs> and I'm just glad we didn't have the internet when we were doing, when we were doing really naughty things. So what's going to, what's in store for you? You have a podcast. Tell us about what you're doing now. Current day, Mr. Marcus. Current day, Mr. Marcus. And what your aspirations are to do besides write a book. Right. Uh, Which you have to do. Yeah. I wrote one book. And um, I'm doing what I'm working on right now is uh, this is my book. Can you read that? It's called the. I can't see it. <laughs> the uh, the porn star. I'm near. Yeah. I'm nearsighted. The porn star. It, it it shows up small on the screen. The porn stars. No, turn it around. <laughs> okay, the porn star guide to great sex. See yeah. that, guys and girls. You guys should pick this book up. <laughs> it's important. It is. I, well, I mean, for for there wasn't. There's not many men who write books on sex, mm-hmm. and so I was lucky enough to get a wide range of ideas and thoughts into a book. Um, 
you know, a lot of it is just from it just from a lot of it's from experience, but a lot of it was just through conversation and observation. And so the book, you know, a lot of the books at that time were written by uh, nurses, not nurses, doctors, mm-hmm. female therapists, sexual therapists. A lot of females write books about sex. Not many men do. So I feel like it was I was that was a good, great opportunity there. Uh, but this, you're right, a book that's a lot more personal, a lot more about the experience of, you know, being a porn star is coming. I'm working on that. But I'm also doing a voice, uh, uh, audio book version. Yeah, I'm doing an audio book of that. So I have my recording equipment here. So I do it um, like on the weekends and stuff. I do like a page, a few pages. And, How do people buy that book? Uh, right now, Amazon. It's retailing. This is the funny thing. It's, re- it's retailing right now for about eight hundred dollars because it's hard to find. Woo-hoo. Right? <laughs> You're like woohoo! Right, get that money. That's a lot of money for a book, but that's good. I mean, it's probably very insightful. It probably it's probably cheaper to buy the book than have bad sex with your partner or go outside <laughs> in the world having bad sex. Right. Like, you need a right. Down the line, right. that's two right. therapy sessions right. or three. Right. 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 800 bucks. Okay, well, that's good. So we have the book, we have another book coming out. So it's the porn stars guide to get great sex. Right, right, right. Which is my room, which is just personal experiences that you have to listen to. And those of you who look up to Mr. Marcus and wonder what it takes to maybe fuck like a porn star, you have to read the book. No doubt. And are there pictures in it? There's illustrations. Um, (laughs) I was joking. (laughs) There are, there are. And you know, and here's the funny thing. Oh my God. <laughs> they were, I, I wasn't happy. I was not happy with the illustrations. I was kind of like, because I didn't have any, um, there wasn't any people of color. And I was like, hey, you can't have a book by a black man and not have any people. Yeah. So they went back and they shaded everything. <laughs> I don't know if you know any tattoos. I like her. I like her fake tits, though. They have a woman with fake tits, which is I got, yeah. I mean, this happened. I just happened to open it to a pretty good page of illustrations, you know. That guy <laughs> looks fucking creepy. Um, so, <laughs> that's just me. And then, what about your podcast? Tell us about the podcast that you're doing currently. Uh, I do a podcast called. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I do a podcast called uh, 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 Freaky Friday. Woo! Right. And you're going to be on there tomorrow. Yeah. It's so freaky with us, everyone. You can be freaky with us. Yes. And so we just kind of, it's with comedians. So the comedians just crack jokes, mm-hmm. crack jokes about sex. That's awesome. And don't worry, I'm not going to meet too any of you because <laughs> my jokes are probably dirtier. You probably got a hell of dirty jokes. Me? Yeah. You, yeah, you got a few. <laughs> I just open my mouth to say whatever normal sentence and something really questionable does come out of it. I didn't ever, like, I never wanted to go into comedy. It's not for me because I have stage fright, but um, yeah, but this will well, be you, fun. Huh? You, you did a, a one woman stage play. Yeah, I know. And I have stage fright. But yeah, yeah, you you didn't. I, I didn't see any of that on. Well, thank on. you. See, Easy E was my mentor because Easy E he had stage fright, but the difference is he had those like mirrored shades on, um, and he's going back and forth on the stage all the time during the shows. 
But yeah, I mean, um, the show's back on I the road. I did not know he had uh, stage fright. Yeah, I, yeah, he had stage fright. Very nice person, though. Um, so, Freaky Fridays, and where do people find the podcast? Um, that is a great question. <laughs> I shouldn't know this shit. I always have them send me the. Uh, I always have them send me the. Hold on, let me see. You know, that's a good time. We could actually look up where your podcast is. This is really funny, actually. I've never done this. Um, all right, so freak. I'm, I'm going to find it. Watch this Freaky Friday. Wasn't there a movie? Well, Freaky Friday, and the the comedian is uh, um, what's the name of the damn comedian? Uh, Here we go. Speedy. Freaky Fridays on Apple Podcast, and uh, let's see, Freaky Friday on Audible. Yeah, so if you want, you could look up. It's a uh, comedy of horrors. Michelle and Miss Melissa delve into our fascination with scary movies. All right, so I see you guys on here. So I don't think that's us. I think that's somebody else. Freaky Fridays. It has a comedian. This is crazy. Uh, the, the comedian's name is uh, Speedy. Uh, that's just it. Just goes by Speedy. Because <laughs> uh, I have to let everyone know. <clears throat> podcast with Speedy. All right, guys, we're finding this, and I will find it. And like, okay. We're, we're recording this so you can broadcast it later, right? Yeah, I broadcast it later. They'll clean up that part of it. Um, yeah, there's one about potaholics, possibly. I it's on it's on. I see you guys right here. Freaky, yeah, I see it. Let me see. Show me what you got, pretty lady. I see it on Apple Podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Say hi. Say hi to Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> Who's that? He's a he's a he's a he's a fan. He's a good guy. Is he rich? I'm joking. Um, I'm, I'm totally joking. <laughs> so make sure to look out for Mr. Marcus's podcast. It's Freaky Fridays podcast with a comedian named Speedy, and his book. His book is important on how to have sex like a porn star. Because if you do not know how to do that, you are not living life to the fullest extreme. And that's it. Do you have an OnlyFans? I do. Uh, I have OnlyFans.com backslash AKA Mr. Marcus. There you go. So everything, everything, everything on social media is AKA Mr. Marcus. It's like a one-stop shop. There you go. So subscribe, do everything you can to support the artists. And do you have any messages for your fans or any guys that would like to get into the business? Um, stop asking me how to get into the business, please. Thank you. Um, other than that, nah, man, everybody's, um, you know, I love my fans. And you probably love your fans. I mean, there's, there, you know, they'll say something that only a fan would know. Yeah, yeah. it's scary they'll point out something and they'll point it out to you and you'll be like, you know, it, it could be scary or it could be like, kind of like eye opening. Um, I had somebody describe the scene that I did, uh, this girl named Superhead. And this, this, it really blew up in the black community, right? Mm -hmm. African American community, you know, however you want to put it. It was like a video, a must have video. I didn't do so well in it. The girl gave me this hell of a blowjob and made me come early. Right. And so I kept it in the video. I thought it'd be kind of because we kid, we did a round two. Right. So I had to come back around the next day and we did like a, I mean, I just, she got it. She gave me the blowjob and it just whipped. I just, it went everywhere. So there was nothing left in the tank. Right. And there was, uh, so I said, well, we got to reschedule this shit. And, but I kept it in the scene. I put it in the scene. I edited. So when I reshot 
the scene, I put it as a part one. Yeah. I said, part one goes to Superhead. Then round two, I come back and then, I'm, you know, I got it together. I perform. We knock it out. The scene's great. So this is a big deal for fans. This scene was everywhere. Girls were watching this blowjob, learning how to give head off of this fucking scene. For free. And I'm, so I'm like, so I, every interview I'm doing for the last 20 years, people mention this fucking scene. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, and I, and I always have to like, and I always feel like it wasn't my best work, you know, like, it, it, but it's one of the most popular ones, right? I didn't really know why until this girl wrote me, uh, she wrote a book called Headsprung. She wrote a book, not a, she wrote a book about giving head. And in it, she mentions watching this video, like how, how hard it was, it was to get the video, first of all, because she had heard about it from her girlfriends, that when she got it and she saw it, it was like the greatest thing ever. And she said that if this girl is the pinnacle of giving head, she wanted to be just as good or better. Huh. And so she was on a, on a mission. And she said that it was because she said the reason why it was so popular is because she says Mr. Marcus was known for giving it. Mm hmm. And giving it good that it was it was and then so, so to, to watch him have a scene where it was actually given back to him and he couldn't and he, and, he, and he couldn't handle it was like it was like it was like ah, you know yeah like, it was like it was like a a, a win it was a, a w in the win column for That's women crazy. who actually you know say hey I can take, I can make you tap out too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, that's amazing. It's a great skill. <laughs> I, Hey man, there's not a man on, I can't think that would complain. <laughs> <laughs> See, but yeah, you are, you really are an icon um, amongst a lot of fans out there, especially being that we're from the golden era of porn when it was actually fun and cool. So right. yeah, it's been an honor speaking to you. Yeah, I love talking to you too. Man. I'll see you tomorrow. You look beautiful. You look great. Oh, thank you. I'm looking at your hair going from one side to the other. and those My hair, it's still like <laughs> damp. I was outside with like wet hair. Maybe I'll catch a cold or something. People think it's cold and they'll stay away from me. Um, yeah. Check out <laughs> AKA Mr. Marcus all over the internet. Buy yeah. the book. And uh, yeah, stop asking us how to get into porn. <laughs> yeah.